pretty insecure. Mm -hmm. Same. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Which I feel like, again, people don't talk about online. Being insecure. Yeah. Like, I feel like I can appear really confident, mm -hmm. but I have a lot of self-doubt and a lot of insecurity. And it's nice to, with my girlfriends or like yeah. when we actually sit down and talk about that more genuinely and openly. I think, I don't think there's one person who's completely secure. Like I just don't, I think everyone has like vulnerabilities and I think everyone's susceptible to be vulnerable and like, just have, you know, like no one's just like this full fledged, perfect stoic woman or guy. Like it doesn't exist. Even like Jeff Bezos, I'm sure is insecure about some things. And like, same with like Jason Momoa. Like it doesn't, the people that are at the top. <laughs> Random. Well, I'm thinking like, so I'm thinking like Jeff Bezos I'm thinking, Jason Momoa. Because I'm thinking like almost like what would Jeff Bezos, what is everything Jeff Bezos is in Jason Momoa? What You know what I mean? Like it's just things like that. I'm sure Jeff Bezos to some degree is like a little insecure with 100%. maybe his, like penis size. Like there's like, who knows? Like, I think he's insecure. He's very competitive with Elon Musk That's too. what I mean. Like there's like, I don't think you ever reach like a person where you're just completely secure. I think you try your best and you, you work on the things that you need to work on. But part of being alive and part of the human condition is feeling insecure. Mm -hmm. I, I really believe that's what it is. I don't think you ever reach like perfection. I don't. But so I will, I, I have met people who I feel like have much healthier self-esteem than yeah. me. Yeah, well that, that could also be true, you know, but I'm sure like to some level they're still insecure whether, whether it be that they're, younger brother like is the golden child and they're you know what I mean there's still like something like that they like can find like like think about even with guys like guys are so like you would say like more I would say like more secure with kind of their looks than women are you know but it doesn't mean that they're not insecure yeah. you know like like some of them are gonna lose their hair and some of them like see it in the mirror and they like, they see that. And it's like, but they're not gonna voice it all the time. And like, or they they're like not come gonna- really fast and yeah. they like disappoint the girl exactly. they're in bed with. Exactly. Like there's certain things where, but they, I don't know if guys for instance have like, the wiggle room or the the community as girls do to like openly talk about it. Like girls, that's why I like being a girl. And on, honestly, is that we have like such a girl, like womanhood that is like, so like what's going on in your life? Like, it's just like every girl like likes to talk about each other and like, like is a little more caring and nurturing in that way. Guys don't really have kind of this open floor discussion where we say everything we're insecure about. They don't do that. Totally. We, we kind of do that. Do you feel like TikTok and like Instagram and stuff has exasperated your insecurities? I think Instagram did. And also at the time of when it came, I don't know if TikTok has honestly exacerbated. Sorry, someone. No, no, I've, I, yeah, no, it's fine. But I, I think TikTok um, has been a positive besides all the time I waste on it. That's not good. But overall, I, don't, I wouldn't say it's like negatively making me more insecure. I wouldn't say Instagram for sure when it came out. And when I was like getting followers on Instagram and I was young and like 16 and like thought that I like, like my self-worth, a lot of it came from Instagram without mm -hmm. me consciously knowing it. So that wasn't good. And that like really, oh my God, seeing so many beautiful girls, like just made me feel like the ugliest person ever. And it just gave me complete like face, body, everything dysmorphia where I just thought I was like so ugly. And like, that's not good for a kid. Like, and you don't feel that on TikTok? Not really, no. I don't feel, I think it's also too, just the place I'm at in my life more, just like I've gotten older from when I was 16. So now I'm just like, I, I'm more just like, every, there's space for everybody, mm -hmm. you know? And like someone's like greatness doesn't take away from me. Like I've never, I haven't felt that in like a really long time. I would say like, 
like, honestly, like I haven't. And so I don't, I'm more just like appreciative of like, like what, like of people's beauty and stuff like that when I see it rather than like, wow, they're taking away from me or something like that. And I just love TikTok. So I just love it know, too much to so, hate it. You're you know? very good at it too. I just love it. It's so fun. I don't really understand it. What, what aspects of TikTok for you? Like, do you feel it's like, like actually I do not understand how you guys like, it's a lot of fucking work. I'm sorry. It's like making a movie every time. So I love that. Like, that's what no. I love about it. I think I love like the. And people are mean. I got bullied oh, really like, hard. People are terrible. They're way on, meaner than Instagram. They're like demons. They're demons. Yeah. I had one way, TikTok way meaner, go viral. Yeah. Which one? I just like made a, I mean, it's true, but it was kind of, I was joking. Oh, was about it the, the nepotism one? No, that one no, I deleted, whole, I deleted that, that one. one. I leaned, I, was, I literally looked at it. And the first thing I thought was, <laughs> I wish I posted this. <laughs> it was, I lean laying in bed and the quote, like words over the in screen. on my face. And I was like, Me. just laying in bed, wishing I had nepotism. Like wishing I was a nepotism baby. I was like, it's just so relatable. Like literally don't we all like, I would love to be a nepotism baby. Like for real, like in another life. In, in another, another life. life and like obviously I feel like people are getting annoyed at that too because I'm like I do have a step up than a lot of people and I do acknowledge mm -hmm. that but I don't know anyone in Hollywood or in the yeah. career I do or being like a pretty like skinny white girl like there's just like a lot of things mm -hmm. that I'm like if I was a creator and like maybe I looked different like mm -hmm. I probably wouldn't have blown up on Instagram in the same way. And it's just like acknowledging those facts, yeah. you know? Um, and it's like, obviously I can't control that, yeah. but I can acknowledge it. And also, yeah, that I was able to move to New York and like go to college and have my college paid for yeah. and like all of these things. All the blessings that, I, that you all were All the given. blessings. Yeah. And that did give me kind of like a step ahead than a lot of people. Totally. But at the same time, like moving here and trying to get into this world when and I think because I know a lot of people who do have help through their family mm -hmm. or know people, yeah. it's hard to not compare myself to them. Yeah. But then you have to realize like that's not normal life and that's yeah. not most people's experience. All Yeah. All like, I say to myself in those moments is like, Charlotte, you're not a nepotism baby. Like literally, what do you expect? You will never, ever be able to compete with people whose parents are famous and like the most powerful people in the world. You don't I stand actually, a chance. Wait, I had like you so know I mean? two situations. So one, I got dropped by my agents during COVID mm -hmm. like two years ago. Agents for like, what was, I, I had modeling or like what kind of agents? No, I had agents, I don't know, for like television podcasts, okay. endorsements, because I used to do a lot of brand deals with like Calvin Klein, Mark yeah. Jacobs, all these things. And I got dropped by them and that really hurt my feelings. Obviously it was a huge yeah. blow to the self-esteem, but I was like, oh, it was really hard for me to get out of the mindset of like, I wish in this moment I, I could just like, you know, if I had a parent who works in this industry, yeah. then one, they just wouldn't have dropped me Two, I wouldn't have to fight tooth and nail to even find representation. Mm -hmm. Um, Charlotte Lawrence actually was super, super nice and connected me with her publicist mm -hmm. and her publicist was so fucking mean to me. What? Like so, mean how? Like so dismissive? rude. She, we had an, uh, an appointment um, or a meeting and she flaked on me like five minutes after it was supposed to happen. Oh my God. Emailed me. And then we reset the mm -hmm. meeting like a week later and then she flaked again or, and or like 10 minutes before I got an email just saying, Hey, just want to let you know, like if it isn't clear by like my crazy schedule, I just don't, I can't take on anyone. Oh my God. And like super fucking rude. But yeah. I was like, I just know if like 
honestly. Oh, of course. I mean, I'm if, like, yeah. if I, if, if my parent was like yeah. famous or created a hit TV show, like you yeah. would not be giving me the runaround or being so rude. And like, I even had this with Delilah. We were at dinner the other night with some like very fancy agent lady. And she like barely spoke to us or looked at us and we're at a four person dinner. Yeah. And I was like, hello, like I'm a human. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like what the actual fuck? Yeah. It just makes me for like whatever success and blessings I have in my life. Like I always try to pay it forward. And I feel like I'm very generous with like my friends mm -hmm. and like a lot of my friends who are maybe not at the point in their career yet that mm -hmm. like I am yeah. where I'm like, yeah, I would love to connect you with like, Oh, do you want to talk to my agent? Or like, I can try yeah. to connect you with this person or do this. Like, I'm like, absolutely. Let me share Like there's enough pie for everyone. Yeah. And I just feel like I meet a lot of people in like New York and LA who don't think like that. Mm -hmm. oh, what's that quote? It's like, there's always room at the top of the ladder for people who are willing to pull it up mm -hmm. Interesting. and like willing to help other people. Yeah. And, and that was really nice of Charlotte Lawrence and, yeah. and, and like not her fault, like super, she yeah. went out on a leg to do me that favor and so sweet of her cause she didn't have to. And yeah. like, I don't even know her that well, but her fucking publicist fucking bitch. Yeah. For, for me, honestly, like I, where I like get the annoyance from or not the annoyance, <sighs> but where it shows up for me, isn't like, Oh, like if my parents were like famous or this, it's more just like, if my parents, I would love to have a parent that cared at all what I was doing. Yeah. Like at <sighs> all, like I would love a parent to like, like check in of like, Hey, did you figure out how to do your taxes? Hey, do you like, do you need help with anything? Anything at all on that comparison with like all these people's parents who do that all the time. Like when I would be at like, not to talk about Charlotte, but like her parents are literally amazing. And like, I, like whenever I would go to her house, her dad would come in her room and just be like, Charlotte, when you have a meeting about your taxes right now. And I would just sit there and I was just like, this is so cool that like her parents care and they, yeah. they want her like to be set up for success and they, they care about, they want to make sure she doesn't fail. And I was like, this would be lovely. Like, I don't care if my parents are famous or not. I would love a parent that would just care that I'm like, doing on the right track in life at all. Like my parents don't like have never checked in one time to see if I'm like alive or dead. Like truly my sister can contest. She's behind the camera. <laughs> like, it's just, it's just, that's where I, that's where the, for me, the like envy is of like, do you I, say that to them? To who? Your my parents? parents. They, I, I only talk to my mom and my, uh, my mom has like really poor, like, self-awareness just not very present as long as we're like posing for an instagram photo with her she's happy mm -hmm. and like that's kind of it i relate to that yeah i mean not that specificness but like i remember even just in grade school and like high school for example watching all of these i mean i grew up without a mom you know yeah watching people have a senior yearbook page or like mm -hmm. their parents throwing them like a graduation party and like i never like never had any of that. And I think I grew up in such a tight knit community that it was very in my face mm -hmm. of the support that other people had emotionally yeah. that I wasn't given. And that's been hard. So I do relate to that, but it's kind of ultimately like, again, I don't want to be victim mentality. Totally, and like, yeah. I do think kind of having those hurdles to jump over and not having that support yeah. is what made me really fucking motivated to yeah. like succeed on my own. No, I, I completely agree with that. I, I, I think that there's an understanding having none of it, like that you have to learn, you know, like that 
you learn certain skills and lessons in life that people don't learn until they're in their thirties or ever, you know, because like those people are so coddled, you know, and they're so privileged and blessed, you know? And like, I, I genuinely, like if it had, like, if it had to go to some people, like, I'm glad it went to the, like, obviously not everyone's deserving of their privilege, but there's some people that are very kind and have like really like amazing lives. And I'm like happy that they do truly. Like if it had to go to someone like, like, I'm glad it's to like my friends, honestly, but like in my head, like, like, yes, like I would be a lot further if I had one parent that was like attentive, but like at the same time, like there's certain lessons but that maybe like, you wouldn't have been. I, like, maybe I think I would be. You don't to feel be like honest you'd be with like you, stu- I think stunted in no, some ways. No, I think I think that. I guess I'm just like, I really just try to live my life. Like everything happens for a reason because I don't want to live with the thought or the regret will make me go crazy of like, well, what could have been or, you know, no, every single thing that's happened to me, like in, and, or just how I grew up, I always, am like, this is how it was supposed to be. This was how it was supposed to be. Or else I, I personally just get really resentful. Yeah. No, it's more so acknowledging the truth of like, this is what happened. And like, maybe this wasn't there. Am I going to cry about it in my room? No, it never. And am I going to like sit and like complain about it every single day? No. You don't ever cry about it? No. I tell you, I cry about like weird things. Like we were at a restaurant and I saw a cat, like a stray cat. And I just bawled my eyes out, like bawled my eyes out. Like just weird things like that. But um, I think I, I'm really moved by kindness and I'm really moved by, uh, purity and authenticity. Like there's a girl in one of my classes for some reason. And she thinks I'm so fucking weird. You don't understand because every time <laughs> I am with her, she brings me to tears. Like, I don't know. And I barely know her. And I, oh, I think Charlotte. about, it, I'm like, her name's Kelsey. If she's watching this, she's going to think I'm so weird. Cause I'm literally like so obsessed with her. I like, don't know what it is about her. Like to me that like, I just think she's like, I'm literally going to cry thinking about it. Like, I don't know what is wrong with me. I don't know what Sorry. it is. Sorry, I'm know. not, I'm, I'm reacting to your sister's laugh. Sorry, Charlotte's sister's in the back, like, crying, laughing, having a meltdown. At Charlotte crying no, at this like, girl. And like, I feel awkward. No, I don't know, like, what it is. Like, certain people just trigger me. And she, like, I, I think I'm, like, triggered by, um... People just being them, like, I don't know what it is, purity. I think there's a purity into this girl that I just like- You don't want it to like get ruined. I just like, she's she's like older than me. She's not like, she's like this young, like 18 year old girl. She's like, it's just her. She's just being like, she reminds me of Alana from Broad City. If anyone's seen Broad City, she's just like this girl just being herself. She's just so weird and like, just cool. And I just like, I, I I just have this soft spot for her. And I have this soft spot for this other guy in my class who I like, there's just these two people that just like do something to me. And like, they've both seen me cry to them of how much I love them. And they both think I'm fucking crazy, but I, I can't help it. I don't know what it is. I think that's sweet. I just love them. Like I really do. I don't know what it is like certain things. So I do cry at like the most bizarre times, but I don't like cry for myself that much. I'll cry. Like, once a year or twice a year when I like remember certain things like where I'm brought because I, I, I can like talk very like yeah like you know like or I don't know I think just where I remember certain things do like, you feel like dissociated at all I'm definitely I am dissociated yeah. that's like my my mental health problem I've yeah. like just actually recently talked about like that I am dissociated um so but yeah it's more so like I I've definitely dissociated from um 
my parents specifically. So I'll remember, this sounds kind of crazy, but I'll remember that I actually have a dad. Like in theory, like an abstract thought I can, I can say I have a dad and talk about him, but it, it doesn't actually click that I actually have a dad. And that was like, I came from this man like that won't click. And that will click maybe once or twice a year when I, when I think about it and then I'll really cry. But honestly, I still, it's still like crying for like, um, him as well, you know, cause he, he has like narcissistic. I know we've like talked about it. Yeah. Stuff. And like that, I do that. He is just a product of his, his environment. At least that's what I would like to believe that he started off pure and innocent and like became that. So it's, it's, it's more so like that. It's just a very tragic situation. You know, it's just all loss, all of it. So it's just, that can make you sad when you like connect to the loss versus living in a disconnect from the loss. You yeah. know, I live in a disconnect from it, so I don't cry that often, but then I'll like, it will have that portal where I plug into it and then it like kind of comes out. But I relate to that. Yeah. A lot. Like, yeah. I feel very dissociated and detached emotionally from my childhood. And mm -hmm. like, I don't have a lot of memories. Like, yeah. I feel like I was like, I need to get out of Seattle and I want to move to New York and I'm going to make something of myself and I'm leaving this all behind in like a very black and white way that now that I'm getting older, I'm like, holy shit, there's like this whole life. Mm -hmm. that I just kind of split on or like yeah. dissociated from and memories and thoughts and, and that's part of who I am. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I treat it like it's not. Yeah. You were, I remember you like talked briefly when we were at that Chinese restaurant about your mom and like yeah. that, like, so like, it's such a devastating situation. And it honestly, you were saying earlier in this podcast, like, how like if people were to know like about like my situation, I think they would understand like where I'm at. And that's like literally what I learned at that dinner as well. Like I like was just like, well, this like makes complete sense. Like that is like such a traumatic situation to go through. Like, yeah, and I feel anybody. like I don't. And for a long time, I never talked about it publicly mm -hmm. or even with my friends. Like yeah. I was so dissociated and removed even from certain events that I couldn't talk about. Like I physically couldn't talk about it. It's not yeah. that I didn't want to. I just like, it didn't even come up in my mind. It was mm -hmm. so blocked out. Um, my mom just passed away when I was really young in like a fucked up way. Mm -hmm. um, but I remember I had this friendship breakup, which is crazy. Cause this girl cheated with my high school boyfriend. She was mm -hmm. my friend and she hooked up with my high school boyfriend. That's like the ultimate betrayal. Is that? It was so such a betrayal. And, and, um, and I remember when, when I told her, I was like, what the actual fuck? Like, I can't be friends with you anymore. Mm -hmm. She was like, I don't, I know we're friends, but I don't even really feel like your friend or like you let me in. I don't even know like what happened to your mom. Like she like listed, Ew, she, that list, is so she fucking listed rude. off all these things, but she was like, I just feel like I don't even she know. She threw like your trauma back she, at like, you. She really kind of? threw it at me. I think she was, she was being genuine. She okay. was just like, I feel like I, I don't like, yeah. know you, okay. even though I know we're friends and like, I know you but I only know a part of you mm -hmm. and it's hard for me to feel and she's like yeah I did fuck up and I shouldn't have hooked up with your boyfriend and she did it for a whole yeah. list of her own reasons as everyone brings baggage to the table but it was kind of the situation where it really made me reevaluate but then I also was like well fuck you like you don't deserve to know me and like mm -hmm. there's a reason like I'm protecting myself and I don't want to be hurt and like yeah. these are really intimate 
parts of myself that I don't really tell. Like I really only started telling my friends and like talking about with like select few people like four years ago. You, okay. Tell me if you feel this way too, but cause I've gotten that exact same speech from my friends. It wasn't till I actually had an easier time talking to Tumblr about my problems than anyone in my personal life. My friends would say to me, I feel like I don't, we don't really, I remember I had I like a, this huge like night with my friends and they literally were like, we feel like we don't really know anything about you. Like, you know, everything about us, but we don't know anything about yes, how you, how you are. Yep. And, and I realized like I took to Tumblr specifically, like I would write like pretty much like un- unfiltered on Tumblr, like how I felt. Cause I wanted some, clearly some sort of portal to express how I felt. I wouldn't say everything, but I said a lot. And then even with this podcast, like this, this is my way of being able to do it. Like, I don't like, and I've, I've gotten better at it, but do you feel like almost, cause we did similar things where we had like kind of Tumblr and we clearly want some, we like un, almost unconsciously, we feel this kind of like, like direction to have, like put our voice out on, on a well, it's spoken word. To yeah. me, it felt like it's through a computer screen. I'm yeah. not sitting, talking to someone. Yeah. My therapist always says, she's like, you're allergic to emotions. Mm-hmm. Even though I myself am highly emotional yeah. in my own head, I can't react. Like, like even you know, sorry, but yeah. I feel bad, but like you crying two seconds ago, like makes me, <laughs> no, but it makes me really uncomfortable. Like I yeah. don't know how to deal with those situations. I think cause I grew up in a family where like no one was emotion, yeah. emotional, like it like really, um, yeah. Unemotional. Don't talk about anything mm-hmm. that's going on. So I was ne- it was never mirrored to me. Yeah. So like being around it makes me like my skin crawl. It's really crazy. Like my therapist will literally be like, you are allergic to emotion and allergic to intimacy. Yeah. And it's true. And like the only time I ever felt like I could have true intimacy was in these romantic relationships. And then I would put like way too many of my eggs in one basket. Yeah. Um, and then they would always be like, crazy town. Cause I was super codependent, mm-hmm. but I didn't know how to like have healthy, like genuine friendships too, yeah. if that makes sense. Yeah. You do a fairly like good, like having been brought up with like that. Cause I know a lot, like so many people are, it's like a pretty common, like archetype of a family to not talk about emotions, especially like being brought up religious. That's like a really common thing, but considering like you actually done a good job at like gearing against, okay, this is how I was brought up. Like, how do I like kind of like swim my way out of this. Like you've actually done a really good job. I had to do like so much work though. And that's why when I think I see my family and like, I don't talk about my family too much, but like it it can feel really crazy making because they're so kind of unemotional or so avoidant Mm -hmm. as a unit. And like my family has a lot of problems and a lot of trauma, Mm -hmm. um, but they don't talk about it that, me just trying to address something like very normal. Mm-hmm. They'll look at me like I'm crazy. Like that, that you're bringing it up at all kind yes. of thing. That's, that's So I that's always tough. felt in my family unit, like I was the black sheep. I'm the crazy one. Like I almost felt like that was kind of how I was raised or like I, what was told to me, like, yeah. um, like I'm too much yeah. because I can't just sit on something and not talk about it. Like, yeah, like something about that. my fa- my environment growing up felt really uncomfortable. And like, mm-hmm. I knew in my heart, this is not normal. This is not healthy. Yeah. Um, Was it just like the unsaidness of it all that you were like, 
am I the only one rooted in reality here? Am I the only yeah, one experiencing it, this? A hundred percent. I remember like as a teenager in middle school, like, um, cause I lived with my dad fully alone, just me mm-hmm. and him. And he's, he was really just like always happy all the time, but kind of very emotionally removed. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you care, if you cared at all, or if you loved me, if like you would react, you would have a reaction yeah. or you would get angry or be sad or have any emotional response. Like I felt like everyone was so detached from reality that I interpreted it as I'm unlovable. There's something wrong with me. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, these people don't care about me. There's something wrong. I shouldn't be like, I really internalized that for years and years and years. Yeah. Um, but honestly, like it's like a, a movie, like stepping into like a movie set. Like, mm-hmm. I don't what know. What is stepping into? Just my family life and yeah. like my dad's house. Like, like just in a like sense you feel like stuff. people are like playing a part kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, my mom died in a really like sudden way. Mm-hmm. And my dad kind of died when she died mm-hmm. for like many years. Yeah. Like he just like wasn't there yeah. anymore. How is he now? Like, has he made progress? Yeah. Yeah. He's getting married. Okay. I, and I never thought he would get married. He told me my whole life I'll never get remarried. Yeah. And he's getting married this April, which That's is kind of crazy. Yeah. And I'm really happy for him. Um, and we've done therapy. Like part of me going away to McLean, I had to do family therapy. It's part of the yeah. program because people who have families that are supportive and understand their condition have way better rates of like remission Mm -hmm. and healing. Yeah. I don't know. It's weird. Even like talking about it, like the little glimpses pretty vague. Mm -hmm. I feel like I can almost feel myself like just like I just dissociate. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's like, that's how salt like sensitive it is for you. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, it's like, you're just removing yourself from it. I'm so, so emotionally removed from like everything that happened. Do you ever like look at your life and like your emotions, like almost like a spreadsheet, like chart? I sometimes do that. Like I sometimes like look at myself like a, like person I'm studying instead of like actually having any attachment to it. It's just like, okay, well, like you're insecure about this, like, because probably this, and like you are angry here and like, you're kind of delusional here, like literally like a spreadsheet, like, like textbook person. Do you ever do that? No, I haven't felt okay. that. That's interesting. <laughs> I've never even heard of that. I, really? Oh my God. I, I feel do, like people have to be doing that as well. It can't I just be me. I feel like I try to be present or I tend to um, lean more anxious and thinking about the future. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's like whole portions of my past that I just don't like to think about. Like, I don't think about my mom ever. I honestly, like my family's really spread out. Mm -hmm. Like they literally live all in different countries and continents. Oh, we can relate with that actually. Yeah. So it's kind of like, (laughs) where do they live? Also really fucking weird. Like I'm like, you literally chose the farthest planets of the earth to be from each other, which is like not normal. Where do they all live? My dad lives in Japan right now. My brother's living in Russia. Mm -hmm. My sister lives in (laughs) Hungary. This is amazing. My one brother lives in Seattle and then I live in New York. So it's like, we're like maybe together once every four or five years. Mm -hmm. We'll like come together for Christmas. Like half of them don't come home for Thanksgiving or Christmas. Like it's very sporadic. Usually I'm the one that's like having to make a plan or else my dad will just stay in Japan. Why Um, does he live in Japan? He just loves Japan slash he's marrying someone who's from there. Oh yeah. I remember. So he splits time Seattle in there, but he's spending a lot of time in Japan. Um, 
Yeah, and I feel like that's mm-hmm. something a lot of my friends can't relate to. Mm-hmm. Like, I think even just during the holidays, that's why I always needed a boyfriend because I felt yeah. like such an, I came from such an unstable home life. Yeah. Um, that I'm like, okay, I'll spend the holiday with my boyfriend or like my boyfriend is my family because I feel like my actual family doesn't really care to have a relationship with not only me, but with each other. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you relate to that. No, I mean, to our, our, our family's like all over the world as well. Like in, your it mom's make, in London, my mom's in London. Our dad's in Chiang Mai, Thailand. Yeah. And I knew that we're here, but at one point I was here and Sam was in Toronto. So we were all five, all four of us in different countries, like literally. So like none of us, but we'll, we'll see our mom on Christmas, but I don't even think we're seeing her this year. I think she's not coming this year, <laughs> but it's hard. No, like that's some, and I feel like a lot of people just can't, yeah. or at least the people I surround myself are grew up with could not relate to that. Well, tell me if you like, I, in my eyes, it's just like you, you just adapt, you know? And like, I, 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 I'm sure you feel the same way. Like, I don't know what it's like to grow up with that. Like, I just don't. So I don't know what I'm missing. Oh, see, I do. Not not that I know what it's like, but I remember dating this guy. So one of my ex-boyfriends, um, but he's freakishly close to his family. Like, He's in his thirties and like he gets oh dinner. Oh my god, I remember you. Yeah, talking he gets about dinner this, yeah. with his parents or like sleeps over at their house like four nights a week, which is like, <laughs> and he has a beautiful his own apartment. Like, it, it's a little strange to me. Yeah, but I remember while we were dating and like just seeing how present he was, and like mm-hmm. they're in a group chat and they text all day every day, and like I felt this kind of comparison or not even envy, but just like this loneliness of like I'll never have yeah. that. And I wish I did. And it made me feel, I don't know if it was like alone or, or just kind of sad. sad. Yeah, like I like just deep- felt sad and this deep like loss of something that like, yeah. yeah, I'll never be able to experience or really know what it feels like to have like a family unit that's really close and really loves yeah. each other and knows each other. And I'm like, I guess, and I feel like that's also why I've been so motivated of like, okay, fuck that. Like there were many years where I didn't talk to my brother. We have a really tumultuous relationship, like years where we like Mm -hmm. actually did, he wouldn't speak to me. And I, I feel like I got to a point where I was like, okay, well kind of fuck you. If you don't want a relationship with me, like I'll, I'm going to have my own family one day and like, I'm going to make sure my kids are best friends and I'm going to never get divorced and I'm Mm going to have an amazing husband and I'm going to make the family that I always wish I had. Yeah. Well, that's, that's exactly what I say to myself is like, like, cause I'll see that too. Like with like other families and stuff where that's actually where the loss will show up is like, that's what my psychiatrist said is like, cause I've said multiple times, like, I feel fine. I'm like kind of over it. Like, I don't, it doesn't cross my mind. Like, I don't like, it's fine. Like it is what it is, but he'll be like, yeah, you say that, but like, it will come up when you see what you could have had. But in my eyes, like those families, cause I like dated someone that like their family was really close. And like, I've just seen friends where their family is really close. I look at those families as like, truly like gifted. Like I look at that as like not normal either. Like as you guys are the top of the top. This is it like the, like how close a family could be. And most I feel like I, maybe I, I don't know like what the statistics are of like having who has, who has broken homes or who doesn't. But I feel like most families aren't like super loving. I don't know. Like, is that wrong to say? I mean, I I think it's like a privilege to have like a a really good family and like, like to be 
together. And so I just look at it as like people that are privileged and like really lucky. And like, I feel like most people just don't have that. And so that's how I look at it of like, okay, you don't have that now, but that's okay. Because one day, literally the exact same thing as you. I'm like, I'll have that one day. Like I'm, I'll be fine one day. Like one yeah. day I'll be completely fulfilled. I know, you know? it's just hard. Like uh, that, I feel like that that's kind of been my moments of like breakdown. Like, especially when I was living alone in New York where I'm like, oh my God, I just wish I had a parent who could mm -hmm. like, you know, in an emergency or through my breakup fly and be with me. Or yeah. I wish I had... I don't know, just like little things that you're like, I just wish someone cared enough. Like even mm -hmm. when I got dumped by my agent, I'm like, this would be a lovely time to like have a parent just come and like bring over some trash magazines and like mm -hmm. lay in bed. And I think I'll watch some of my friends with their like moms yeah. or stuff. Um, no, yeah. it's tough. It is. It's tough to like, but then I, I sound so victim. -y. I'm no, sorry. But I'm just I, like, it's also, I normally don't even really think about this. I'm the same. Yeah. I think it's also too, like, it's not like we're living in the sense of like, a woe is me. Like my life is so bad. I don't think either of us feel that way. I think we both feel actually like very grateful for everything that we do have, you know, but there is absences in our life that we're just like, relate to each other on, you know? And like, totally. that's kind of what we're discussing. I don't think either of us are like stuck in like, oh my God, my life is terrible. But there, you know, like I think living with voids in family can like breed a lot of like deep scars in you. And like, um, and that's also okay to say as well. Like that's also true, you know? And that doesn't mean like I'm, I'm a victim, but it just means like, that's what happened. You Do know? you feel like you internalize any of them not being present or you're just like so removed from it. I think I have a, I have a feeling my like self image and like self like worth came from like, um, like the neglect within my household. I have a feeling just because mine seems to be a lot lower than my peers and I've tried to get it higher and I don't know why I can't seem to like feel a certain way about myself and like just my interest in psychology and like looking at myself in this kind of spreadsheet way, I'm going to guess it has to do with like absence of parents. Well, I also wonder if that's like the seeking the validation online and similar to me yeah. of like, you know, I was looking for connection online because I wasn't getting it right down the hallway. Yeah. No, hundred percent. I'm like, okay, no one's really talking. Like literally I, no one, I would come home from school. No one was like, how was your day? That yeah. was not happening. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time, like way too much time alone as like a mm -hmm. child, like literally alone. Yeah. And so I'm like, of course, as soon as the internet like existed, I'm like, oh, let me, let me be alone in my room, but like not With a laptop. be alone, yeah. you know, and be talking to other people. No, that's exactly what, where I found solace was with Tumblr. Like literally, like I started going on Tumblr when I was like 12 and I'm sure you would do the same thing where it's like, you start connecting with people and like, this is, this is like making me kind of like, warm because I'm connecting with something, you know, like my, my, our family just wasn't close at all. So I, it wasn't like, it just like, wasn't like that. No one was like taught. We didn't have family dinners or anything like that. Our mom would come home at eight o'clock at night and then we would be going to sleep and she wouldn't drive us to school or anything. And our dad lived in LA. So it's just like, you know, like I think just absence in any way, like it's just going to breathe. It's also like, hard when it's absence, but it's right there. It's yeah. Also too, that's another thing, you know, it's like you can have parents, but you could also not have parents. That's mm -hmm. what my psychiatrist told me. He's like, in a way you have parents, but in a way you don't have parents. So it's like, it's hard to, 
it's like a confusing thing almost in my head of how I feel about myself is orphaned, but I'm not an orphan. I have two parents that are alive. So how am I an orphan? But I don't at the same time. I'm like, I like my, like, I, I, I relate to what you were saying about like you not growing up with your mom of, of the, like, you know, what do I do about shaving my legs? Who's going to teach me to shave my legs? Like stuff like that. Like our, I was close with my mom. Like I always like reference this, but like, I like didn't feel close enough to tell her I got my period and I didn't tell her and I dealt with it by myself. I told my sister because she was, cause I was with her at the time. Um, but I, I was too uncomfortable to tell her I needed a bra that I got my, like just any of it. It was just like, we didn't have that thing where like I was going to go to her. So I, and I would rather figure it out by myself, like to tell her, like freaked me out so much that I was like, I will just figure this out by myself. Cause this sounds easier, you know? But I, I like the kind of way you chose to deal with it in terms of like finding peace almost and like a foundation in relationships in a way. Like, I feel like that kind of helped you in a nice way. Like I kind of, I th kind of like that, like what you kind of gave to yourself in those ways. I think that's healthy ish, you know, healthier than like what I did, which was like self isolate more, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure I could have swung to that direction. Yeah. I don't know why I just like, I think it really, I felt like my high school boyfriend like saved my life. And I yeah. remember I used to always say that when we were dating, I would tell him, which is so not good for a 16 year old boy's ego, but I'd be like, you saved my life. You're my <laughs> Prince Charming. <laughs> but, but like he would take me home and like, I'm very close to his mom and she's known me since I was 16. And it was like, I felt so much love in mm -hmm. their household. And just to see the love between them, like their yeah. family unit, I was like, oh, this may not be my home, but I'm like being shown that this is possible and this is a home. Yeah. And it was really like life changing. Like I think it set me on like a way better path. And mm -hmm. I think I could have like gone down a darker route if I didn't, mm -hmm. if I didn't date him and like was able to see that. Cause like I was really depressive in high school. I did a lot of drugs in high school. I was mm -hmm. like really truant. I never went to class. Like I was just definitely kind of this like bad girl. Yeah. I feel you. Energy. <laughs> and I was very cynical too. Like yeah. I don't believe in love. Like none of these Catholic kids who come from these like amazing upper middle class families, like understand what it's like when I get home from school. And I felt like I was just kind of angry at the world. I like really relate to, to what you're saying. Like actually like more than I think that you even know, like that's <laughs> crazy. Just like being like the bad girl, cynical and the one up to no good. Like that was my reputation. And yeah, I feel honest. like that really got put on me. I have always had this problem and I've literally wanted to call this, um, the woman who ran my school. Cause I went to like a fancy private school, but I remember I got in trouble and I almost didn't walk graduation and I had great grades. Mm -hmm. I always finished my homework. I just wouldn't go to class. They didn't, they almost didn't let you walk or you, oh yeah. shit, oh because shit because you have to make a certain day mm -hmm. amount, like you have to show up for school. And I would yeah. just always skip, even though I would do my homework, get good grades, but like they didn't care. Yeah. And so I had to do all this extra credit shit and I did end up walking and graduating. But I remember she was talking to me and she was like, oh, she made me like go to detention or like after school study hall for like um, three months. Mm -hmm because I kept missing class and not one time did she ever sit me down and say like, how are you? Yeah. Is anything going on at home? Like literally no one asked me. Like just judgment pretty just much. Just judgment yeah. of like, 
this girl's, you know, skipping class or it's like, you're or, a kid or what, you, you, what you don't even, people get about that. You like, can see it with like a kid who gets in a fight yeah. on the playground and it's like, or they're bullying someone. No one like pulls the kid aside and it's like, why are you so angry? The, the ones like acting out are in the most pain. Yeah. Like, that's what and it I is. just, and I've oh, like in my adult life, I've always yeah. wanted to fucking email this woman and <laughs> honestly just be like, fuck you. Yeah. Like literally fuck you. <laughs> like how, <laughs> <laughs> not for you, but just like, how could you not ever just one be time curious be enough. curious yeah. or empathetic? And like, we're so judgmental. And I think that's something I really hold with me. And that's why I'm always like, try to talk to these like girls online. Yeah. Like I read all my DMs and will be like uncomfortably open on my yeah. podcast and then like regret it <laughs> and have bad. like paranoia. Literally, sick. literally probably after this episode, <laughs> literally sick. but I'm like, okay someone like no one asked me if I was okay. So mm-hmm. like, I'm going to pay it forward and like do the opposite. Yeah. I think like, that's like one takeaway I think of um, like being like a bad kid or whatever is like, I don't really judge people that harshly now because I like even the worst people, the people that are like the absolute worst to me, I just like know they're in pain because that's the truth. If you're, if we're going to keep it real, hurt people. Yeah. If we're, no one is acting out out of nothing. Like it's like, there's something most likely like they're unhappy. Like that's what it comes down to. And I don't understand how people in the school systems aren't, don't have any sort, like aren't well-versed a little bit into psychology to know at least that, you know, people who don't feel that themselves. And I always felt like the people who judged me the most were the kids who came from the perfect home and they, you know, and they, and they couldn't understand, like I made some stupid TikTok the other day that was like, went, when, when you start dating someone or he falls for a version of you, you created, so you don't get like abandoned and then you're in a relationship, but you feel more alone. Mm -hmm. And someone commented and be like, this is so toxic. Like, how could you do this? Like Mm -hmm. what the actual fuck? And I'm like, okay, this is probably someone who like grew up with really like (laughs) loving parents and like, they can't understand what it's like to grow up in pain and then have these defense mechanisms. And I see it like even I don't know, like murderers or people saying like really crude, fucked up shit online, like Kanye, all these things. Like I do feel like I try to practice empathy for everyone. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you don't know what they're going, what's going on for them behind closed doors. Yeah. And it's always the people who jump on it that like they themselves can't relate. Yeah. I think that like a good way to look at it is like, and I don't think I'm alone in looking at it like this, but like that there is just like a child, like an innocence to everybody, you know, a purity to everybody. I really do believe that. And like, that is like their, like, I don't, I don't want to say like true self, but I, I really do think that people's like goodness in them is their true self, you know? And sometimes it just gets buried over hurt and like resentment and pain or whatever it is. But I, I think that like everyone is just like a kid, you know, that like was either dealt a bad hand or just like pushed down by society or whatever it is. And like, you can't really judge anybody because like everyone has a reason why they are that the way that they are. And even like, like, even like you can kind of like make an argument that you can judge like abusers or murderers and people that don't like check in ever with themselves and don't think, am I doing the right thing? Is this good for society? You could judge them for sure. And like, you could make a really good argument of why, but like, even to a degree, like I, I could like, I don't know, like there's, 
there's like some sort of something that like led everybody to make the decisions 100%. that they've made. That is my true belief. Like I had yeah. this woman on my podcast who direct, like was the director of psychiatric services at the biggest jail in New York mm-hmm. at Rikers for like 15 years, her whole career. Mm-hmm. And she was saying a lot of the people I came across were victims of their environment yeah. and things outside of themselves. Did they make shitty decisions? A hundred percent. But ultimately, if you really sit down with them and treat them like they're human, you'll start to piece together yeah. like what in their home or what was mirrored to them of why they made those decisions or why they didn't have a safety net, you know, to make like, I don't know. Also, if you grew up in an an environment where like violence, for example, is the way that your parents dealt with problems, Mm -hmm. then of course you're, you yourself probably are going to use violence to deal with your problems. And like, that's why I think it's a lovely what you're doing. And just like talking about these issues is how you like make any sort of change. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it's just like good to keep in mind. Like, I think people are so quick to judge everybody so quickly. You see that on TikTok all the time. People are just so mean for no reason. Like there's literally no reason. Like they have no, it's coming from nothing. It's just a place of them liking to be mean, you know? And they they just will like jump on you as soon as they can. And it's not even like to me specifically, it's every single person online. And I just find it interesting. I'm like, there's just like such a lack of like humanity with each other. But it's because it's separated because it's through the screen. I could sit over here and write some really nasty things Thing on your TikTok yeah. that I probably would never sitting here say to your face. No, oh my god! You know, god, and like yeah. even these trolls or people like they're probably saying things that if I was sitting in a room with them, they would never have the balls to walk up and say that to me. Yeah, and they just wouldn't. Yeah, and maybe they wouldn't even feel the same way. Even in like day to day life, I think it's just good to keep in mind of because it will make you less crazy and it takes the pressure off of you. Because so much of like mistreatment, I'm sure done to you and done to you and done to me and anyone listening, like it's actually a lot of it doesn't have to do with you. A lot of it has to do with the other person. And it's not to be mad at them and judge them and say, fuck you for making me feel this way. It's just like, okay, I understand that you're probably have no idea how to handle your pain. None. Mm -hmm. Like I, like even teachers, like I just pitied them. The teachers that were absolute assholes to me. I was like, your life must be so bad so bad. Cause that's the truth. It isn't me. It isn't my classmate. It's just that you're miserable and mm-hmm. it's just, you're not getting ta- fucked enough. It, it, it takes back your power back like a little bit where it's like, I'm not like, like I'm not what you can make me feel anymore because I just know that you're dealing with your own crisis and not getting fucked enough. <laughs> it's true. One time I was having sex with my ex-boyfriend and <laughs> I segue. shared, I shared a bedroom wall with my neighbor. Yeah. Like, so I'm sitting here right now. You can see me on the camera. Um, it would be like their bed is probably against that wall. And we were having sex and she starts banging on the wall. Like, like telling you to be quiet yeah, or what? Fucking banging on the wall. And it was so scary. I thought someone <laughs> was in the room. I didn't realize it was yeah. her. So I was like freaked yeah. out. And then I woke up to a note on my door saying, can you please keep it down? Yeah. And I said to my boyfriend, I was like, you know what? I feel bad for her because honestly, at the end of the day, like she's not having bomb sex yeah. last night. And so she's like annoyed. And it's not even like we were being that crazy loud. But anyways, yeah, anyways, no, it's that's true, my yeah. segue into when's the last time you had sex, Charlotte? The last time I had sex was this summer. But um, there's just no one I want to have sex with, which sucks. Ooh, like there's the- someone I want to have sex with. <laughs> when's the last time you had sex? Maybe like a month ago, a couple weeks ago, a month ago. Um, Must be nice. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll revisit though. I'm such a recycler. Like I'm I a love, recycler too. I love to fuck my exes. So like I just if like you're in the club. Easy. You're in the club. I, yeah, you're that's in the club for life. For life. For I know, literal but that, life. But that's toxic. So I, I don't think it's. I I'm no. like I'm like totally cool with every single guy except. No, I'm cool. I'm cool with them if they want to be cool with me. The, if it comes down to if you want to be cool with me, and there's like one person who won't be my friend, but the rest will be my friend. Tably. No, they'll they'll fuck me. But I'm like, if you're not nice to me or respectful, then I'm not going to give you that. Like, yeah. I am of a goddess course. and yeah. a temple. Yeah. yeah, you're not allowed to enter my temple. No, that's that's a good way of looking at it. Anyways, I went on a few dates, and then I randomly was like, not bummed, but this guy was supposed to come and hang out with me and my friends. And he was just like at a birthday or like not meeting up. And I was kind of like, oh, just annoyed. So my friend is seeing this guy and he was like, oh, I'm going to invite my friend to come hang out with us. And I'm like, okay, like not thinking twice. Mm -hmm. And I was really drunk and I just started making out with him within two minutes of him arriving. Mm -hmm. And now we've been seeing each other. I love that. That's a beautiful story. I know, but he's really sweet. And like, who knows what will happen, but yeah, I, I like him. I have a crush. Something that helps. And I haven't had a crush on a really like a genuine yeah. crush where like. You have butterflies. Whoa. Would you say that? <laughs> or no, you wouldn't say that. That's how I define a crush. I'm like when I get like excited in my like body, that's a crush for me. I just feel like I am usually in it for the wrong reasons. A lot of time it's like, cause I'm so attracted to them or just some like vapid ass shit. Yeah. And I feel like this time around, like I am really attracted to him, but I just think he's like very sweet and I'm still getting to know him. It's so early, but anyways, I do love having sex. I'm so fucking horny mm -hmm. since getting my IUD taken yeah. out and going off birth control. Is that a thing you get horny when you get your IUD I think IUD it really taken. depends on your hormones, but yeah. I am like the most horny I've ever been. Mm -hmm. I feel like this is what a guy must feel like 24 seven. Yeah. I mean, most men actually do not know what they're doing. Slash no. personally, I also, have some, to be. Some of them don't care. Like some of them like Don't want, care? Yeah, yeah, no, it's just like literally like. Charlotte. No, but and at the same time, tell me if, okay, sometimes I don't even care. Sometimes I'm just down to just have sex. And I'm like, you know what? Like we're just, and it's it's still fun for me. I'm like still like, I don't need to like. No, get, but like, a super, guy wants you know, to come because they ultimately yeah. always want to come and then they're over 100%. it. And that's yeah. what's unfair is I'm like, there needs no, to be unfair. some it equality. Is. Like at least like try. And if it doesn't happen because sometimes I have to be emotionally comfortable and present to come. Like I usually can't come with casual sex. I mm -hmm. can't come unless I'm really like, I, that's why I always revisit past people I fucked because yeah. it, the sex just tends to be good. Cause I'm like, yeah. Cause you know them you're comfortable. And then I can relax like and I don't them. care about like what I look like or what sounds I'm making. I can really like just feel the sex yeah. and then I can orgasm. Yeah. I've cried during sex before. <laughs> I've never cried during sex, but I mean, and they don't know. Yeah. They don't know. <laughs> How do they not know? Wait, have you, have you never been checked out during sex? I don't know. I've definitely like, like just so like, sometimes I feel out of my body, my no, own body. I don't think I, I do have friends who have felt that way and have talked to me about it. I don't know if I've ever felt out of my body. I have orgasmed or been into the sex and then orgasmed and immediately felt like this regret of like, why am I fucking this person? That's and started what I think, crying. That's what I think guys feel all the time. Or is felt after like just they like, orgasm is this girl's gross. Like, cause guys have way more casual sex than girls tend to do and bring, bring, will bring home anybody. And I feel like that's what they get after. Cause I've, I've you've, you've seen guys talk about that actually. Like the after like come regret yeah, or whatever. It, it has they talk work, about it. Yeah. 
but that's kind of I've had moments of that or like I'm hooking up with an ex like years later and like it's fun for the moment and then I'll come or just after the sex I start crying because I'm like why am I doing this I feel so gross I feel used or like I'm using this person like I'm not proud of this like I I've also just felt really empty mm-hmm. after having sex before sometimes with people where like maybe I really like when I was super in love with my ex and really hurt over the ending of our relationship. I feel like I would like hook up with people or was having sex with this guy. And I was just like, I really miss my ex. Yeah. And like, what am I doing? What's your what would you say your attachment style is? Do you know? Oh, I'm the I'm the avoidant anxious. Yeah. Anxious. The mixed one. The mixed one. Yeah. That's like people who would come from fucked up situations. Yeah. I'm definitely avoidant. It doesn't even matter if we've had sex. I will never attach until, <laughs> until, until I decide mentally that I want to, like I, I actually get to make the choice. It won't happen. It won't happen by accident. No, like I, I could completely have on every, almost every relationship I've been in. I'm on, I'm detached from it. Like fully, See, even after we've had sex, even after I said, I love you. I'm like still detached a little bit. Yeah, I think I'm a mix. I'm also will become kind of attached in the beginning and then I get over it really fast Mm -hmm. and then I'll be like avoidant. Like I've pretty much broken up with every boyfriend. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I've had boyfriends who are like, what the hell? Like I'm confused how you feel about me. Like sometimes I feel like you're really into me. Sometimes I feel like Like you're not like I can be really hot and cold, Yeah, but it's usually all my own mental shit. And what I'm dealing with, it has nothing to do with the boyfriend. What do guys like normally, what would they like say about you? Like, what would they like? Oh my God. I would love to do an episode and have my exes on, but like a couple (laughs) of them actually hate me (laughs) and three of them have my name tattooed. That's amazing. All my exes you want a look little like flavor. they all look like they could be brothers. I okay. don't do blondes. Sorry if you're listening to this. I'm not a. I'm not big into blondes. But I I'll don't even think I've. I've never had sex with a blonde. I have. I two. I've two had sex blonde. with a blonde girl. That counts. I've had sex with a lot of girls. That's nice. I just feel like I've, yeah, people. I feel like don't even know that. I feel like I feel like people assume that. They assume it, but I, I guess I always talk about like me having only been in these relationships with mm-hmm. guys though, but I've had a lot of threesomes. Me and Eileen almost had a threesome. <laughs> and then she threw up all over my and couch. And I threw up all over her couch. <laughs> and that's when I, and that's when I knew she was too fucked up. And so I kicked the guy out. <laughs> that's a good indicator. Yeah. No, I was, it was like good. spinning. She was, like no, my, but, I was but literally what's so like, crazy is she was so quiet. And like, oh, no one can tell when no, I'm fucked I, up. And that was what kind of freaked me out too. And I, and like scared me afterwards. And I was like, whoa, it's cause this guy, like I, we had, or I had invited him over and like, obviously he's like, oh my God, I'm showing up to Charlotte and Eileen, <laughs> like best day he of my was life. so not cute. Eileen was like, Eileen was like, let's like, if you will have a code when you see him, like, just give me like a, we'll do like a thing. Like if you don't like he him. He walked and I was in like, the door, she gives me the code and I go, bye. <laughs> we have to go to sleep. And he had just come all the way from Brooklyn. maybe 25 or, seconds. Or something like he literally walked so in the door ugly. and he was like, can I just like sit down? And I was like, no. And then she didn't really say anything. So he leaves. And I made it really clear. I was like, you have to leave. And like, I will say when I've had threesomes, I'm very protective because I usually do it with girls that like, I don't know, I care about or even like friendship wise, like I'm very protective over the girl in the situation. And then Charlotte's sitting on my couch and I could see her. She's kind of like this. She's like, and I'm like, huh? 
And then she just projectile vomits all over my couch. And the bathroom, mind you, is legit right there. And I'm just like, okay. And you were really nice, though. That's kind of when we first became friends. No, that's literally when we first became friends. But I took care of you. We met in LA, like, when you were with that. No, but this was a, yeah, Yeah. this is different. Oh, man, he hates you, Charlotte. (laughs) My ex-boyfriend hates her because we were at a party in LA. Because I had a crush on Eileen, like, legitimately. And, like, I just said it to We're We're at this party. And I'm standing with him and Charlotte comes up to me. She's like, hi, I'm Charlotte. And I was like, hi. And this she is was, and, and, and maybe like we had followed each other. And she was like, I think we follow you. And, and she was like, I like, I think you're so like cool. Or I don't know, something yeah. complimenting being really nice. And she was like, that's your boyfriend. You should break up with him like, right in front of him. Like he's literally standing there. And he literally was like, who the, who the fuck is this rude ass girl? Like he was so offended. He actually was upset for like a week over it. I like you were honest, like you need to dump this guy. I want to hook up with you eyes, or something. I was kind of doing so it like kind of like girl to girl. I was like, it wasn't like trying to be like as like slight to him. I was just like, you should break up with. Him. I know, like, but it was way, just you're so kind of way out of his league, like a little bit. No, it wasn't like me like putting him down. It was more just like girl, like come on. Like, I can't like, with him though. He no, really yeah, hurt my feelings. Um, but that was a beautiful night. And then I remember I like. I felt so bad about your couch, but we got it clean. No, we got it totally clean. Okay, good. It's like fully, there's not one stain. Good. We got it clean. I had those carpet cleaners come the next morning. <laughs> I just wanted to ask you like a sexual question. Ask me a sexual question. Have you phone. ever had a threesome? She pulls out her phone immediately. <laughs> no, I've never. Have you ever hooked up with a girl one-on-one? Yeah. Like actually like in bed, naked sex. I've never had sex with a girl. No. Not just like making out. I've done like other stuff and I'll have sex with a girl. I don't think, I don't know if I like... I don't know. It depends the girl, I think. I think that's a fair answer. I'm definitely straight leaning. Like I'll like I haven't had sex with a girl in probably four years. Damn. Maybe a threesome. That's not true. During COVID, I had a couple of threesomes. I would do it once to try it. Like I know for sure I will before I die, kind of thing. Like I know that. I used to hope. But I would still say I'm straight. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's fine. I, I just don't really believe in labels. People always try I don't to ask really me. Either, yeah. I'm more like if I come across the right person, like I thought this girl a years ago. A lot of people ago, are just like open as I well. I was so into her and like I would go visit her at college and like we would actually have like full sex and go on dates. And it was like my first real experience mm-hmm. with just a woman. But I would say I prefer... I'm just kind of a lazy lesbian lover. Mm-hmm. What do you mean by that? Like to eat a girl out or like to pleasure a woman is mm-hmm. so much harder than a guy. Like I, I feel like yeah. a guy can look at your dick and you come. No, the I know what you're saying. Gazer beam eyes are just like girls are complex and like then puzzles. Yeah, and it's just like also it just like takes so much longer. Like I know exactly what to do with a guy. Yeah. That's why I like a threesome because I'm like we have a dick here or like mm-hmm. a guy who can kind of do all the work and like I love. <laughs> I think women are. <laughs> I know it's true. Like a woman's beautiful. Like I feel like I'm more attracted to the girl in terms of like, I want to make out with her or like, well, girls are like, I feel like more sensual, but with the actual guy, like is more physically pleasurable for me. Yeah. But I'm also really like more, I've only hooked up with bi curious girls who've mm-hmm. like dated guys. Like I've never hooked up with like, like a more a full, butch like a woman. Just lesbian. Or like a butch yeah. woman. Like I like super feminine. I go back and forth. I think I prefer feminine lesbian like bisexual girls, but I still find myself attracted to like kind of more butch girls. I've well. never been attracted, but really? who knows? I, I definitely could. have been. I definitely have No, been. I love like a beautiful like mermaid. Yeah. Do you like bladder play? Bladder play? <laughs> <laughs> 
Define bladder play. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> no, I am. I am. I am. I am. I am. I made that up. I mean, there's definitely like peeing on people, but I don't think it's called bladder play. Yeah. Um, bladder play is a real thing. I just does you? <laughs> what does it say? Guess what it is. What does it say? It's, just, it, it's uh, also called piss play. Oh, because <laughs> I've heard of piss play, but I didn't know they call it bladder play. <laughs> Bladder play. I like that. Questions to ask the guy you like. <laughs> That's you, Eileen. Do I have what? Questions to ask the guy you like. You're the guy she likes. Oh, okay. Um, Where's the naughtiest place that you've done it? I've had sex in public. Oh, I had sex in Central Park. That's good. That's good. Are you, what are you best at in bed? What am I best at? Yeah. She perks up. <laughs> I think I give a mean blowjob. Okay. I've been told I give I give good head. Um, I don't know. I think I'm good in bed. Like I feel like I'm very communicative and like comfortable with my body, and that's something I've been like complimented on. Like um, I'm like very just in the moment. Okay, I like that. I like a present person, but also like try anything. Like I'm pretty adventurous. Mm -hmm. What's the longest you've gone without having sex? five months in my mental hospital. Oh my fucking God. I did bring a vibrator. Yeah, you, yeah. I think I was the only one who brought one too. That's crazy. I know. That's crazy. What's your favorite sex position? Um, ooh, <laughs> I like, <laughs> Demonstrate. I like laying down and then if they're here and they're having sex with me like this way and then they can rub my clit. Okay. It's like, so it's like, so here I'm here. Yeah. Then the guy is here. Ooh, ooh, like this. And they yeah. stand, they keep, they stand okay. up. That's that's great. I don't know what that's called though. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that's called, but that's okay. definitely the one. Do you like the lights on or off during sex? I like it off and I feel like every time I Everyone I have sex with always wants it on or like a little bit on. They're like, I want to see you. Cause I feel like they want to see boobs and like ass. Yeah. And to me, I, I want to like feel it more. Mm -hmm. When did you lose your virginity? I lost it right after my 17th birthday, my senior year of high school mm -hmm. in a car after a football game. That's like literally virgin suicides. <laughs> like literally what turns you off? I don't know. I just don't like, I don't like guys who are immature. Like to me, if you're going to have sex with me, um, I think like all bodily stuff is like natural and not gross. Like mm -hmm. I look at like more medically. Yeah. Um, and so I feel like, like to someone who wouldn't have sex with me, like on my period or like would I be grossed that. out about anal or some, or like anal play. Like mm -hmm. to me, that kind of makes me feel like you're like a little immature to be yeah. having sex in the first place. Yeah. But maybe like bad breath. Yeah. No, both of those are completely bad. But that's also something that's easily fixable. Like, I'm not going to, like, hold that against you. Oh, my God. No, I have the one. I what? have the one. What? This happened to me, like, kind of recently. And actually, my friends and I cannot wrap our heads around mm -hmm. it. So I was seeing this guy. And I was hooking up with him. And he farted. Okay. Really loud. Like, painful. While you guys were having sex. No, it wasn't while we were having sex. We had, like, just finished. Okay. And I was like... 
I, in my head, I was like, this is so one painfully awkward <laughs> that I can't mention anything. Yeah. And I really don't like that stuff. Like I never talk about going to the bathroom. I like, don't like that stuff either. I don't I'm like not that like stuff. A, I'm I not don't like think a comfortable girl. I don't with think that. it's funny. I'm just like, I, I like raised. keeping the mystery for real. Yeah. And so he, he did that, but I was like, okay, I'm going to let it slide. But then like three minutes later he did it again and it was like so loud like straight out like whoopee cushion style <laughs> and then crazy. i went to go like go to did the bathroom to pee no okay. but it was so painfully loud like you could not ignore it so i went to go pee and then he did it again and like he just like actually farted 10 times and i was asking one of my friends one of my delilah <laughs> yeah and i was like i need to know like i'm really confused <laughs> like is he just having a gas attack? Yeah. Or, is, and she was like, no, it's because you didn't say anything the first time he thought he was comfortable enough to keep yeah. doing it with you. And I was you like, no, right. that's so crazy. And she was like, yeah, you needed to be like, that's fucking weird, dude. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not going to be like, that's weird. Anyways, it really turned me off. I never need to hook up with him again. Yeah. And he texted me something kind of rude. We've gotten through it, but she was like, why didn't you respond being like, you need to stop farting on me. <laughs> Wait, what do you like? That's what Delilah said to say. Yeah. He like hit me up about something <laughs> oh, as your reply. Yeah. Like. And she was like, your response should have been that with like the emoji of like the air. And I was like, Delilah, literally if it, I was on my deathbed, I wouldn't send that text. <laughs> No, that is actually pretty good. No, it was really, really weird. It just, I was like, do you have no manners? Like, did you, did you not have like a mother raise you at all yeah. to like, you don't do that, especially when it's like in the beginning, like it's yeah. not like it's been my boyfriend for like, like two years, years. Yeah. and like, okay, fine. Something like slips. he thinks it's really yeah. funny, whatever. Like that's gross, but still this guy, it's like, was so new that I'm like, you're actually fucking disgusting. That this is, that's where you should be a little more, you know, insecure. Like, yes. that's where it benefits you for, you know, kind of reel it in a little bit. And I'm like, that's where guys are just, yeah, they're not insecure. And lastly, what is your type? I think it's something I'm still figuring out. Like, I like people who are naughty and not just on the straight and narrow. Like they have to match my energy a little bit or be able to handle it. Yeah. I've dated guys who like can't handle, you know, just even like what we're joking about, like me talking to strangers out at Sunset Tower. Like I need a boyfriend who like thinks is like into that mm -hmm. and accepts that part of me isn't like made to feel in, like they're not outshined yeah. or they feel insecure or like, they can handle it. Like they can. Yeah, exactly. I need someone who's like secure enough and confident enough to like handle all of this. No. Yeah, I get that. I feel that. It's a tough ass. Not, not everyone can do it is the thing. I know. Like same, same with like every girl, you know, like not everyone, every guy won't be able to handle every girl. Eileen, thank you so much for coming on this podcast. Thank you so much so for having me. Honestly, actually I'll be back anytime and you're going to come on mine too. Hell yeah. We're going to do a podcast swap. So yeah. Titties. As girls with podcasts. Let's go. Girls with podcasts and hot dogs. Wow. <laughs> Honestly, I could really go for a hot dog. I could go for a hot dog too.